Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever it is that you're listening. Um, we're the Faith Lift Sisters, and we are talking about Rahab today. Um, we'll spend this week talking about Rahab back in the um, book of Joshua. And you, if you've been following along, then you'll know that this summer we talked about Rahab also. But this is, um, we talked about her righteousness and her faithfulness back then. And we're going to touch on that a little bit, but now we're really going to kind of um, dig into her and what she did for the Israelites and what her lineage is. There's just mm-hmm. a little sneak peek for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> our first day um, this week, we're talking just about some background about Rahab and um, what's going on culturally there. But let me start by asking the three of you this question. They don't know that I'm asking this question. So, um, so thinking back, what is like an unanswered prayer that you are thankful for? You know, like Garth Brooks is mm-hmm. some of God's greatest gifts or unanswered prayers. Mm-hmm. So like, what's an unanswered prayer that you are thankful for? And by the way, it's not necessarily that it's unanswered. Sometimes the answer is no. Right. So, anyway. Yeah. Um, at one point uh, we were, um, Ernie was, my husband was going to be recruited by EDS and he was going to, we were going to go live in Korea. I was not a Christian at that point. I would have been a basket case. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I could have functioned that, you know, like to figure things out. So that actually worked out really well to not get that. (laughs) The biggest Around one that I'm thankful to not have moved to Korea. And I'm thankful you didn't either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would have come back. It was just for a, a couple of years. But yeah, I think what happened in the, um, in the stead of that was that I became a Christian mm-hmm. and I had the opportunity to go to churches and be connected here. So yeah. Awesome. Very cool. nice. The biggest one that I can think of is, um, there was a house that we wanted years and years ago when the kids were young and um, we were involved in our church's youth group and we were sponsors and we wanted a house that had a basement, you know, whatever. And so we looked at um, a house that was close to the church and uh, anyway, we gave a full price, uh, full asking price offer and he turned it down because we had kids and he said he didn't want us to come in and ruin our kids, ruin his house. And uh, so <laughs> I was very upset about that for, you know, a couple of reasons. But and the house that we did get instead was so much better. And we did fine with the youth group and we didn't have a basement. But the Lord did not want us to have that other house. And at the time, it was kind of devastating, but um, it worked out for good. So, 
That's the biggest one I can think of. Our resident real estate agent is like rolling her eyes. Oh, <laughs> like, yes, yeah. I've experienced this before. That does happen sometimes. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy, isn't yeah. it? That you think you should determine who buys your house, but there are people out there Number who have one. very definite ideas. What makes him think my kids are going to ruin, ruin their house? His house <laughs> that he's selling because he doesn't want to live there anymore. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Yep. What about you, Angie? Um, my goodness, I'm sure there are hundreds, if not thousands, of things. Um, but I'm going to go at it from a little different direction. Um, after Dan's dad passed away 100 years ago, we were in Chicago and we wanted to go back to North Carolina. And um, we had prayed about that. And um, God opened every single door. Every single door. We got the house sold. We didn't even put it on the market. We got what we wanted for it. We found a house down there. We moved down there. And after we got there, you know, and our big thing was we want to go home. We just want to go home, go home, raise our kids where we, you know, in the South where we grew up. We got there and, you know, the South has changed in 20 years. It wasn't home for us anymore. And I remember going to the Lord and saying, Father, why did you let us, you know, you made it so easy. Everything fell into place. We really knew that your hand was on us all the way down there. And, and what I got back from the Lord was, you know, that was a desire of your heart, and I let you have that. Mm. But that doesn't mean that that was where you needed to be forever. So that was really, uh, that meant a lot to me, that God was so sensitive to what we needed at that given time that he made a little space for us to go do that. Mm. And then within a year, he brought us back up to the Midwest. Um, so it, it was a little more like that. It was like, we got what we asked for, but it wasn't, that was not the long-term answer that God had for us. Mm-hmm. The long-term answer was, this is not really where you belong. Go and find peace for a little bit, but then come back up here. And, um, cause I've got more for you to do here. Awesome. So, yeah. Very good. How about, How about you, you, Suzanne? You're not getting off the hook here. Yeah. <laughs> She must have um, one. I mean, I have lots because my life is not what I thought my life was going to be like. Let's just be real honest about that. Like yeah. my whole family still, um, with the exception of some cousins, lives within like, I don't know, just really close. Like most of like my aunts and uncles, grandparents, parents, they all live within 30 miles of each other. And growing up, that's where everybody was. Now my sister, I have a sister who's, in the South. And I have, um, another sister who's on the coast of California and some cousins that are around, but, um, my desire was like growing up, I figured that's just what it would be. Um, and that I would stay there and I would eventually go live like at the family farm probably. And I don't know, just carry on all these family traditions and whatever. And nope. God packed me up and moved me across the country and across the continent and then across the country again and then across the continent again. And so anyway, now we're here. And that was not part of the plan, but it was part of his plan. And we're thankful. Plan. Like, man, we've had some awesome experiences and met some great people. And um, it's just, it's awesome. So, yeah. Okay. That was a great question. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we will see toward the end of this discussion, how that ties into what we're talking about today. All right. So, Sounds good. okay. Now, 
background, we're going to jump all over the place for this, right? We're in Joshua, we're in Numbers, we are in Deuteronomy, we're in Genesis, Exodus. So um, there's just a lot of background here. We are not going to read through all of that. We don't even have close to time for that. So if you are following along with our homework that we're kind of going through from insightsbiblestudy.org, this is Rahab and this is day one. And it'll point you to all of these different little passages where all of this is coming from. So that's what we have. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Terry, do you want to read Joshua 1, 1 for us, though? That gives us a little bit of, actually, After Joshua, the death of, all the way through 6, maybe. Okay. Yeah. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I am about to give them, to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country to the Mediterranean Sea and west. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. Okay, so that's a little bit of what's going on. Um, Biblically, historically, that's kind of where we are is the Israelites have come out of Egypt. They've been wandering in the desert. The first generation has passed on and now this is a second generation of the Israelites um, that are in the desert and they're getting ready God says okay now it's time it's time for you to go to the land that I have promised you yeah so this generation is used to they're just eating manna they've only had the manna they have not crossed the Jordan River yet Um, they've been following a cloud and a pillar of smoke pillar of fire mm -hmm. so yeah, they've lived a different existence, for sure. It's interesting when you say that, Angie, because it's like they've learned to follow. Mm-hmm. They've learned to just obey and do what is being said, and that definitely was not happening when they came out of Egypt. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of chaos and confusion. and Well, they wanted to go back when things yes. didn't go their way. Remember, <laughs> you know, they fussed about Moses. After they get the Ten Commandments, he's up on the mountain and they make a golden calf. I mean, they were there was a lot of confusion there. Um, and a lot of, gee, did we do the right thing? We should have just, maybe we should have just stayed there. Um, so this generation, they didn't experience life in Egypt. Right. Their, all of their experience was out in that desert. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So following this gener- wherever God led. Yeah. So this generation is the generation that was led by Moses. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are some that were born in Egypt, right? But they would have been little. Under 20 years old. Yeah. But when they, so when they left Egypt, they would have been Children. pretty teeny, yeah. teeny tinies. Oh. All right. Oh, well, unless you're 19. I mean, yeah. A, but you're right. They're very, very young. Yeah. They haven't done a majority of their living. Right. Um, and <sighs> I, it cracks me up in numbers. Um, you know, they're in, in numbers, they're, out in in the desert, um, and Moses sends 
spice to, to go see because he's like, oh, yeah, we're coming up. It's, it's getting to be time. You know, we're about to leave the desert here. Yes, let's go. So he sends these spies, which Jacob or not Jacob, Joshua, Joshua, Joshua thank you. Joshua and Caleb were some, some of the spies that they sent, right? And so yeah. they go and and then they come back and uh, Moses says, so what do you see? And they're like, man, this place is flowing with milk and honey. They have fruit. They have all of these awesome things. This is like the promised land. And they're like, but, but. <laughs> the people there are a whole different story, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. They're giants. Giants. Oh, Ancestors of giant. the Nephilim. Yeah. yeah. And they're barbaric. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Terry just kind of popped in just like ancestors of the Philium. Nephilim. Yeah. Oh, Nephilim. Yeah. 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 Which Giants. were about how tall? Over like seven, seven feet to 10 feet. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty big. They talk about Goliath's bed and how big it was. And, um, and that's the line that he, he's from. Yeah. So yeah, huge. <clears throat> yeah. Go ahead, Susan. Yeah, like literal giants. Yeah. Um, and then they're in. It's not just that some of these people are gigantic, but they are. They're nasty. They're mean they're and nasty. Yeah. Rotten and just all like the culture there is. Um, it's evil. Yeah. yeah. Their practices, their worship practices are terrible um involving sex and orgies in their temples and they um sacrifice their children, their children. to try and please or appease their little g gods they, they burn their children alive they buried their children alive terrible mm-hmm. terrible yeah like just about any nasty horrible yuck thing that you can think of was happening around here and that was the whole society mm-hmm. yeah that was just that's what they did mm-hmm. right yeah. so joshua and caleb these these spies have seen this they come back and they're telling the people the israelites they're like okay so this place is great geographically awesome this is what we're looking for but these people are at issue um, and so then the Israelites who are wandering around, they're like, oh, we should have just stayed as slaves. <laughs> God, why did you do this? Just let us die here. We'll be better. And so God's like, uh, okay. <laughs> Get I mean, maybe that's not exactly how he said it. Maybe it was like, okay. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so God says, you know, that's fine. Your generation will not see the promised land. Yeah. Um, and so that's when, um, and that's the generation of Moses. Of Moses. And so then the generation of Joshua is who will see the promised land. I wonder how the Moses generation brought up the younger ones. If they did it from a point of like being, um, Hey, you know what? I just want you to know there's this promised land. God wants to take us in there, but we were too afraid. So be ready. Be ready to go in the next time. Or they might have said, like, God just didn't want to give us that. (laughs) I don't know. In fact, I just kind of wonder what happened in their hearts. That's a good question. question. That's a very good question. No particular answer. But this this generation's ready to go, though. 
Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And so they're going to follow Joshua. Mm-hmm. Moses dies and Joshua is his replacement. And yeah. So people, oh, go ahead. Terry. And the people say, as we followed Moses, we will follow you. Be strong. The, the people re- say to him, only be strong and courageous. courageous. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and um, that's uh, to follow Moses. That's such a huge thing. And to be the leader, spiritual and um, uh, armies, I can't think of Militarily. the word. Military leader. Um, that's a, a ma- crazy position to be in. And the people are like, yep, we've seen you. We know you. Moses brought you up to be the right leader for us, and we're going to follow you. And Moses laid hands on him before he died. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and the spirit of of the Lord came on him strong. Right. So we, he knew and the people knew that he was going to lead them in the direction that they should go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love all this. This is in Joshua, be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land. I swore to their forefathers to give them be strong and very courageous. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, be, be courageous, be strong. Be, you know, it's like all this encouragement. Mm-hmm. And the whole, and the, it goes on to say, be careful to follow God's laws and know that the courage isn't coming from you. I mean, it's courageous to follow God, but he's the one that has the victories. And if you just follow him, you will have those victories. And they had a great perspective for that because the people who didn't follow the laws had to die in the desert. Die in the desert. Yes, right? Yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. They weren't very courageous. That's interesting no. that that comes yeah. in after all of this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So kind of where we're headed with all of this is that, um, that Joshua is going to lead these people in battle and he's going to lead these people into the promised land. And um, when they were getting ready to go into the promised land, they knew they were going to have to conquer these cities. Mm-hmm. Um, and that it wasn't going to be just a waltzing in and going, hey, we're here. Can we have the land now? Um, that it was going to be a military effort. Um, so, and they, they knew they were going to have to follow him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, military effort, a bloody effort. I mean, this, it, it's, it wouldn't be easy. But when you think about it for us, when we talk about our promised land, and we talk about what God wants to do for us. And there's times we have to go into situations and it's really terrifying, but God wants us to learn that victory. God wants to learn, wants us to learn that, yeah, you're okay. Just keep focusing on me. The outcome is mine. It's not yours. Right. And so God continues to, um, to, I think for some of us in life, we have to be learn to be really strong and very courageous. Um, and just to keep your eyes on him, like that must have been so scary, Angie, when you were you were in North Carolina, all of that had happened, and then it was like, what? You know. <laughs> yeah. But it's, um, it, but what you did is you kept going back to God. We felt a great peace. I mean, we knew that we got to go mm-hmm. as a desire of our heart. God granted that desire, but then it wasn't a forever thing. It was mm-hmm. a just a temporary go and settle that self in your heart, settle that in your heart, and then you know, let's get back to work. I got things to do for you. Right. And if we just look at the things that are going on, what we miss is that God's saying, okay, this needs to get settled in your heart first before we go here. Yeah. Sometimes we need a, you know, you don't want to just rush heedlessly 
through life. You need to be listening. Um, and I and I think that the Holy Spirit does lead and guide. And sometimes, you know, we just kind of take one step of faith after another and we get where we're supposed to go. Mm-hmm. But other times, I think that God has certain things that he wants to accomplish in us along the way. And the only way that those things can be accomplished is if we are intentionally seeking his face on the way. Um, so, you know, I'm not, I'm not one of those Christians who thinks I have to ask him, you know, should I take that parking place or that parking place? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, should I buy that dress or this dress? I don't, I don't get down into that kind of um, nitty gritty. But I do think that we need to intentionally be listening to the Holy Spirit and expecting the Holy Spirit to direct our steps and, um, and lead us in the direction that he wants us to go to. So, you know, I think the only way you get that is by staying in prayer and staying focused on Jesus, um, that he's the author of our story, the finisher of our faith. Mm-hmm. And um, the Lord said to Joshua, don't be terrified. Don't be discouraged. The Lord, your God, will be with you wherever you go. And if you can keep that in mind, then, you know, it's not so easily discouraged. It doesn't mean they might not have been afraid. You know, I'm sure it was kind of a daunting prospect. Jericho was this big fortified city with huge walls, a king and an army, um, you know, and they're marching on that city. So I'm sure there was a little bit of trepidation there, but they, they stepped on out in faith, believing that what God had told Joshua was true, that he would um, give them that city. Um, and, they, and they were faithful. And, and that just seems like it kind of takes us back into Ruth. It's not, it's waiting on God, but now it's like taking steps, yeah. taking the steps God tells us to do. And it's not necessarily Jericho that was the, the part that needed to be conquered. It was that fear. And, and it was like maybe not having enough courage and not being strong enough that it followed them all the way through the desert. I think God wanted to, to take care of that with them right now. You know, we talk about the fact that anytime God repeats something in Scripture, it's kind of important. And look how many times it was repeated, be strong and courageous. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm with you. So I think, you know, God was building that faith in them um, before they got to Jericho. Mm-hmm. Well, and we'll talk about it next time about them actually crossing the Jordan and how that happened. And you see, God's given them one more big sign. Mm-hmm. This is where this is right. You're on the right path. Keep going. This is what I want for you. Yeah, Give this them courage. The, yeah, they're eating the manna. They haven't crossed the river yet. The previous time, Moses publicly sent out the twelve spies. Right? This time Joshua sends them out secretly, which I think is really smart because he was, he'd been there. It's like, been there, done that. You mm-hmm. don't need to do that again. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So they have some really amazing things that God does with them in this mm-hmm. story. Yeah. It's going to be an exciting walk. Yeah. And it's kind of rehab. Right. It's kind of a concurrent. She's a piece of the story of Joshua. So it's kind of neat. There's a story within the story. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, it's like taking the Marvel Cinematic Universe, where it's all of the Avengers, and going to watch Iron Man or Captain America. Yeah. 
Yes. <laughs> and then, and I Rosemary's like, what? <laughs> oh my goodness. I know. Oh no. I just started singing when Captain America froze his mighty shield. <laughs> All those who oppose his mighty shield must yield. <laughs> By the way, people aren't seeing there's hand motions with all this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Great hand motions. But I, I, apart from me, it's like keep in mind the um, strong and courageous. Because yeah. we're going to see this Canaanite woman have this strength and this courage that is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Exactly what God is asking from the Israelites, Rahab is living that out. Yep. Yep. Okay. Well, Terry, do you want to close us out today? Yep. Okay. Uh, Lord, thank you so much for um, your word. Once again, as we study and look into it, we are encouraged and uh, we see how, how mighty you are in the hands of, um, with your hand upon Joshua and the um, rest of the Israelites. And just, we're just going to see more and more how you, how you just um, mold them and, and get them where you want them to be. And we just pray the same for our own lives, Lord, that we would not be terrified of of our problems, of our situations that we find ourselves in, but to always take courage and know that you're with us. You never leave us. You're with us wherever we go. And we're so thankful for that knowledge, Lord, that helps us um, get along day by day. So we just pray for everyone listening, Lord, that they would be encouraged by the words and by the study of um, Rahab. Just thank you again for your word, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 